We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. audience this afternoon do appreciate it very much it is i grant you a monday but uh, hey it's monday october the 26th and of course that means eight days until this election thing is over except of course for the counting and counting and oh well uh we'll hang right in there we will persevere jimbo in for bobby mack this afternoon at 1063 word the upstate's talk station and also of course 1063 word.com and uh, 101.5 FM in Anderson, and, of course, 95.1 FM in Clemson, Pickens, and Seneca. All righty. We have the Ingalls Advantage talk line available for you. 1-800-347-1063. 1-800-347-1063. And there is the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line as well, 71307. 71 307 and uh, delighted that uh, you folks have uh, chosen to uh, to give us a shout this afternoon it's uh, been kind of a gloomy kind of day in some regards in the upstate but hey that's all right did you hear what uh, joe biden had to say last night we need to avoid four more years of uh george uh and then wife jill can be heard stage whispering trump <laughs> and I fortunately Biden did not say uh, George Trump. No, he 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 got the message. You have to wonder was Jill sitting there prepared to stage whisper Biden when her husband would get up and say, "Hello, I'm Joe." Uh and then you know she'd give him the prompt, Biden. I don't know. I am reminded of uh, what was happening. A little over a century ago, it actually wasn't that far from the 1920 election, when Edith Wilson, after her husband Woodrow had suffered an incapacitating stroke, cut off her husband from all contact with the outside world and anybody, the press, sometimes cabinet members, anybody who wanted to see the President of the United States had to go through her, and they would get a reply in writing, in uh, her handwriting. There are those who say, you know, we need a woman president. I'll tell you, my friends, there's every good reason to believe we've already had one. Edith Galt Wilson was, for a while, the acting President of the United States, and uh, nobody did anything about it. That's when Thomas Marshall 
who was vice president, was one of the less, shall we say, qualified individuals to hold that office. And if you go through the history of the vice president, folks, that's saying a lot. (laughs) But Thomas Marshall was best known for one thing. He had a, a famous quote, what this country needs is a good five cent cigar. And that's about all you will ever learn about Thomas Marshall. Granted, uh, he was a lousy choice for number two. And granted, he was a person who, uh, I don't know, he, he could have been, I suppose, impeachment insurance against Woodrow Wilson, except that nobody was really trying to impeach Wilson. But uh, he was unfit to be president. Probably in that regard, Edith Wilson saved the country, but. It wasn't her place to do so. And likewise, are we going to have Jill Biden stage whispering for four years of, or heaven forbid, eight years of Joe Biden? Would that happen? Could that happen? Oh, I do not know. But I do know this. I'm reminded here of what uh, North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper was saying uh, to, uh, to Joe Biden on a hot microphone just a few days ago. Cooper called the uh, Democratic Senate candidate uh, Cal Cunningham's scandal frustrating. (laughs) Frustrating is one way to put it, but predicted his campaign would get across the line during a conversation with uh, Joe Biden. And it just occurred to me, that's what they're doing. They're getting across the line. Oh, yes, granted, Cal Cunningham's going to have to be dragged across the line if, in fact, they can pull that off. But uh, Biden, this is what they're doing. This is the case of a football team or a basketball team. Uh, maybe a better, better analogy would be the basketball team. Back in the days before a shot clock and a team had a lead. And, of course, you had the famous uh, uh, Carolina Four Corners offense, the North Carolina offense, Dean Smith. Before, the, In fact, that's why the shot clock, clock came into being. They would slow down the game. We're winning. If they show any sign of resurrection, we're going to slow things down. We're going to creep across the finish line. That's what Democrats are trying to do. Eight more days. And, of course, everything that we talk about today must be put in the context of nearly 60 million of us who have already voted. These are people who are not going to be swayed by any last-minute reminder of how good the economy has been. These are people who are not going to be affected by any argument regarding Hunter Biden or Lord knows who all else, because they've already voted. Uh, We can only hope that every last-minute pitch is heard by enough of those who have not. Jimbo for Bobby Mack. The time now is uh, 3.12 on this Monday afternoon. And uh, delighted to have you with us this afternoon. Uh, This dragging someone across the line, of course... (laughs) You have to pray that that in the time that is remaining, you don't completely fall apart. And I'll have to give Biden this. So far, in in two debates, he did not fall apart. It's kind of funny. Uh, Well, not not humorous funny, but but weird funny. That uh, most of his major gaffes have come in the mildest of circumstances. Addressing a friendly audience where, you know, everybody's going to cheer him anyway, no matter what he says. and, And forgetting where he is. Forgetting who he's running against. Forgetting who he is, I'm sure, uh, must have happened on more than one occasion. <laughs> so uh, in in the most stressful moments of this campaign for Biden, and those had to be the two debates, they are for every candidate. Uh, the debates are always stressful because 
you just never know exactly what might come up. Biden was hardly gaff-free. Some of the things he had to say about transitioning from oil and uh, and things of that nature were, were among the dumber things that he's had to say. But will that hit his audience as, as dumb? Will that hit enough persuadables to change their votes? The fact that it hit people as dumb who were already going to vote for Donald Trump anyway doesn't really doesn't really count, unfortunately. So uh, I'm 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 hopeful, but uh, wow, every vote counts. Every vote counts. Make sure that everybody you know is uh, well registered. Is past the point now, but make sure that those who are registered do in fact cast that ballot. If not early, then on election day. Which, by the way, call me old-fashioned, but that's when I'll be casting my ballot is on uh, election day. Because I always have. It just seemed like the thing to do. Through it all, Hunter Biden remains a a major source of, of wonderment. How could anybody be that totally screwed up? We're going to talk some more about Hunter here shortly. But before we do that, I would just say this, that while we will talk about Hunter because it's extremely interesting and... and uh, goodness knows it's important. I suspect that the pitch that the president hit the hardest in the last debate is the pitch that he should use the rest of the way. That is reminding people out there that maybe you don't like me. Maybe you don't like the way I do things. Maybe you don't like the way I talk. Don't forget that the economy that I gave you was the best you've ever seen and that we're going to rebuild that economy now where our recovery is going to be as impressive as the economy. That, I think, is the pitch he needs to make. But uh, for the rest of us, uh, we'll do some Hunter talking momentarily here at 106.3 WORD, now on 95.1 FM in Clemson, Pickens, and Seneca, at 101.5 FM in Anderson, and everywhere on the Radio.com app. Time now, 3.15. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Afternoon, everybody. Thank you for being with us today as uh, we are uh, ready to talk here. And, of course, uh, you can uh, use the 
Common Sense Retirement Planning text line 71307, 71307, and the Ingalls Advantage talk line is uh, 1-800-347-1063, This whole Biden thing is not, frankly, that, that new. Uh, for years, when I lived in the Washington area, this was one of those little things you heard. Biden was really heavily into to getting money. Was there anything you could go with? I bring it up now because we've finally got something to go with. But uh, you heard that it was uh, it was common scuttlebutt, and I was not in a job where I could go charging out on my own and uh, and do uh, freelance investigative reporting, as they say. But you heard this sort of thing. And uh, if you go back 14 years, late summer of 2006, the day the Biden took over Paradigm Global Advisors was a rather memorable one. This is from Politico, by the way, which is not exactly a hotbed of conservative thought, okay? But they have reported. In the late summer of 06, Joe Biden's son, uh, Hunter, and Joe's younger brother, James, purchased Paradigm Global Advisors. First day on the job, they showed up with Joe's other son, Bo, and uh, a couple of large men who ordered the hedge fund's chief of compliance to fire its president. And uh, that's according to a Paradigm executive who was there. After the firing, the two large men escorted the fund's president out of the office in Midtown Manhattan. James Biden then laid out his vision for the fund's future. According to this executive who spoke on the condition of anonymity, citing fear of retaliation. Gee, I wonder why. This is what uh, uh, Biden's uh, brother, uh, James, had to say. Don't worry about investors. We've got people all around the world who want to invest in Joe Biden. At the time, Biden was... uh, just months away from both assuming the chairmanship of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee and launching his second presidential bid. We've got people all over the world, all around the world, who want to invest in Joe Biden. He went on. We've got investors lined up in a line of 747s filled with cash, ready to invest in this company. Now then, as this executive recalled from this meeting, Bo Biden, who was then running for Attorney General of Delaware, turned bright red and told his uncle James, this can never leave this room, and if you ever say it again, I will have nothing to do with this. Spokesman for uh, James and Hunter Biden, by the way, say this episode never occurred. Surprise, surprise, surprise. And, of course, Bo Biden died five years ago. But the recollection of the effort to cash in on Joe's political ties is consistent with other accounts provided by other former executives at the Paradigm Global Advisors Hedge Fund in New York. Again, this is from Politico, which is not inclined to be, let's say, part of any conservative conspiracy, okay? There were people at Politico who would report this through gritted teeth. Anyway... Three former Paradigm executives say that James and Hunter Biden also sought to capitalize on Joe's strong ties to labor in the hopes of landing investments from them. 
Charles Provini, who briefly served as the Paradigm president, said both James and Hunter repeatedly cited Joe's political ties when they recruited him to work for the fund. He was told, Provini says, I was told because of his relationship with the unions that they felt as though it would be favorably looked upon to invest in the fund as long as it was a good fund. <laughs> I'm glad they threw that in. <laughs> like, we'll be investing the pension funds uh, because it'll get a good return for the members, too. Uh-huh. Anyway... James Biden, according to documents submitted as part of a legal dispute over Paradigm's acquisition, these documents show that James Hunter's, uh, pardon me, uh, uh, Joe's kid brother, James, planned to solicit investments for it from union pension funds. Now, then, a spokesman for James and Hunter said they did not end up marketing the fund to unions. How nice to know. Anyway, uh... The candidate has often made the point that he hasn't gotten rich from his decades in politics. As recently as 2009, Biden's net worth was said to be less than $30,000, although in recent years he made millions from book sales and speaking fees. But he's always, of course, referred to himself as middle-class Joe. He's middle-class Joe. Mm -hmm. And uh, presents himself as a corrective to a system rigged by financiers and network corporate elites. Joe Biden sells himself as the correction to that. Are you kidding me? He is the poster child for that. 325 now at 1063 WORD. Anyway, uh, this image as the straight shooting man of the people is somewhat clouded by the careers of his son and his kid brother, who have lengthy track records of making or seeking deals that cash in on his name. So, for what it's worth, uh... Within weeks of the encounter at the Paradigm Global Advisors back in 06, 14 years ago, Bo Biden won his race for Delaware Attorney General and never established any recorded ties to Paradigm. His political career kept him well clear of his brother and uncle's business endeavors. James and Hunter are another story. And they went on and on and on in various groups. And, of course, now we have no less a person than Tony Bobolinsky, who is uh, uh, Hunter Biden's former business partner, who's been speaking with the FBI. And uh, Bobolinsky has accused Biden of lying about being involved in his son's overseas business matters and said he had three cell phones that will back up his claims. The phones spanned the years 2015 to 2018. Now we're not talking 14 years ago anymore, are we, boys and girls? No, we're not. We're talking, like, virtually yesterday. And uh, federal investigators are going to get Bobolinsky's cell phones. Bobolinsky, by the way, is the former CEO of Sinohawk Holdings, a partnership between, again, Hunter and James Biden and the now-defunct Chinese energy firm CEFC, uh, Bobolinsky's provided uh, text messages, emails, and documents to the Senate Homeland Security Committee about Hunter Biden's dealings with Sinohawk. And some of these texts are said to describe a meeting between Biden and Bobolinsky, May of 2017. This is the same Joe Biden that had no knowledge of his, his son's business dealings. And uh, Bobolinsky also confirmed an email back on May the 13th of 2017 that reportedly showed the former vice president was offering a 10% share, offered a 10% share in the Sinohawk dealings. But, of course, Joe knew nothing about this. <laughs> it 
it gets worse and worse. We'll, uh, we'll look at a few more of the items that uh, that come across here. And again, from, from Politico. From Politico, for Pete's sake. And they are not inclined to... Uh, to be going after Donald Trump or covering up for Joe Biden as a matter of, of ideology, I guess they still have a few honest reporters. This could go a lot further. You know, even if Biden wins, this this might not go away. This has the potential to be a really, really damaging, serious problem. Uh, no matter what happens to Joe Biden, president or private citizen, I'm, I'm going to dig some more into this. We'll come back. We'll share a few more things with you here in just a second on the Bobby Mack Show this afternoon. But uh, I don't think we've seen at all everything that we need to learn about Hunter Biden. Jimbo for Bobby Mack at 106.3 WORD. The time now, 329. Afternoon, everybody. Thank you for being with us today, 24 before 4 o'clock on this Monday afternoon, October the 26th, eight days before the election. And we're just going through some of the stuff that Politico, again, not a conservative organization, dug up about Joe Biden's brother James and son Hunter. Go back to the 1990s, and a group of Mississippi trial lawyers enlisted James Joe's younger brother, to further its interests in Washington as it uh, sought congressional support for a tobacco mega-settlement. A decade later, those Mississippi contacts supported Joe's presidential bid, hosting a fundraiser for him and accepting an invitation to accompany Joe to a high-profile Washington dinner while they simultaneously prepared to launch a lobbying firm with James and his wife at the time. Plans for the firm fizzled when the Mississippians were arrested, then jailed for an unrelated bribery scheme. Oh, well. During the Obama years, several months after James had by then joined a construction firm as an executive, that firm received a contract worth more than a billion dollars to build houses in Iraq. And Joe just happened at the time to be overseeing the U.S.-led occupation of Iraq. Well, hey, coincidences happen, don't they, though? All right. Richard Painter was a former chief White House ethics lawyer. This was for George W. Bush, who has now become a Democrat, by the way. This this man has become a Democrat. And he says, Painter says, Joe Biden needs to recognize it's a problem. You can't control your brothers. You can't control your grown son, but you can put firewalls in place in your own office. And Painter says that Biden, if elected, should ask his relatives to refrain from business practices that could pose ethical quandaries, such as taking foreign sources of financing. No kidding. Yeah, that would be a really good idea if that happens. 
I am so deeply hopeful that all of this is just an academic discussion about a guy who ran for president but never became president. But one never knows. Oh, then there's the just taking of money. First of all, uh, to back their early efforts, James and Hunter Biden had taken out a loan from a bank, and uh, they were in constant debt. And at one point, this uh, paradigm uh, hedge fund executive that we were talking about says that Hunter called him and said, uh, hand over $21,000 of company funds for a personal mortgage payment. <laughs> Don't you wish you could do that with uh, with uh, your company? Hand over twenty-one grand in company funds for a personal mortgage payment. The executive refused, saying that the funds were needed to cover operating expenses. Hunter, who, uh, of course, recently told the New Yorker that he had spent most of his life living paycheck to paycheck, <coughs> uh-huh, responded that he might lose his house. And a second former executive of this Paradigm Hedge Fund says Hunter did take substantial dollars out of the company. It was the subject of discussion and concern on a semi-regular basis throughout the company. A young parasite, and we'll never know how much of that money went not to Hunter Biden's mortgage, but to be stuck up his nose. We will never know. These, <laughs> the, the term, what was the term that, uh, that Donald Trump used? Grifters? That, that honestly sounds about right. Grifters, 20 minutes before 4 o'clock at 106.3 WORD. And then there's this little story. And try to imagine, if you will, that, that something like the following happened in the Trump administration, okay? And what would the media Democrat complex be saying about it? Okay, in November of 2011, in, of course, the uh, Biden vice presidency, an elite group of Chinese Communist Party members and billionaire cronies of the repressive regime in Beijing secured a meeting in the White House said to be with Vice President Biden and other Obama administration officials. This meeting arranged through Hunter Biden's associates, okay? News of that meeting was, of course, first broken by Peter Schweitzer and uh, and Seamus Bruner Schweitzer, who spent years tracking Washington's web of uh, money and influence. And, of course, Schweitzer is the author of uh, Secret Empires, How the American Political Class Hides Corruption and Enriches Family and Friends. And it does, yes, focus on the Bidens. And why not? They're the poster child for all of this. Now, imagine that, okay? Imagine Donald Trump Jr. arranges a meeting in the White House for top Chinese Communist Party members and billionaire cronies of that regime in Beijing. What would the media be saying about that? Oh, my Lord. The aftershocks would still be reverberating across the country. Hunter Biden does the same thing. Oh, well. Just another one of those oh-well moments. They're trying to, to drag him across the finish line, just like they're trying to drag Cal Cunningham across the finish line in that Senate race in North Carolina. Uh, they are reeling. They are on the ropes right now. Uh, I must say that in all the years that I heard all of these stories about Joe Biden, I never imagined that it would it would put Spiro Agnew to shame, Richard Nixon's vice president. I mean, he he dealt in penny-ante kickbacks, apparently, 
the Bidens were not engaged in such minor operations that say you could you could put in cash in a suitcase or a or a briefcase. No, no, the Bidens go for bigger, bigger things. I hope it makes a difference. I want it to make a difference. Sixty million votes nearly already counted, and uh, an awful lot of people are simply not. They're not going to be able to do anything about it, even if it moves them. And for some, of course, it, it won't move them. There are those out there, and they have not tended to vote a lot in the past. I hope they don't start voting this year. But these are the people for whom there is just the one issue. Who's going to give me the most free stuff? And for those people, whew, this was over with the day it started. Obviously, it ain't going to be Trump. It's going to be Biden. Most free stuff? Simple. I am hoping that this resonates. Honesty is supposed to resonate. Integrity is supposed to resonate. Putting the most powerful office of the most powerful country in the world on the auction block ought to resonate. Will it? I uh, I hope so. I, I really, in fact, do hope so. But uh, again, although I think it's worthy of our discussion here, but I hope that for the, the overall campaign, reaching out to Everybody out there, including potential undecided voters, I hope that the president focuses on other things because I really think that most of those people who might still fall into the undecided category are more concerned about their own families than they are about the Biden family. That's unfortunate, and it's not exactly filled with uh, principle, but that's the way some people are. Some people are just uh, selfish individuals. But fortunately for the selfish, Trump's got a good track record. And and the president should should make that known. The president should absolutely be selling, selling, selling the economy he built and the economy he's now rebuilding. It's a great sale, and he should particularly be selling it as all the, the things that he did in setting new record lows for unemployment for the likes among uh, uh, African Americans, among Hispanics and others. These are the things that, that uh, he should be pushing. I mention these things today because... They are important, but in terms of a selling point to those still persuadable, I think the president should stick with the economy. Jimbo for Bobby Mack at 106.3 WORD, the Upstate's talk station. It's 15 now before 4. Ten minutes till 4 o'clock at 106.3 WORD, and here is a call from Earl in Simpsonville. Hi, Earl. Hey, how are you today? I'm good, sir. Thank you. Good. I've just got some food for thought. You tell me, Is it? would it be very easy for Hunter, Byward, Hunter Biden to bring back drugs from China on Air Force Two or not? Well, I... Uh... I don't know about exactly how. how I mean, I let me, but let me put it this way: uh, uh, we have it on fairly good authority that that uh, that Willie Nelson once uh, smoked pot on the roof of the White House. So uh, my guess would be that uh, that probably there would not be a great deal of checking of uh, family members and this sort of thing. Uh, my guess is that getting uh, other you once you get past security checks. 
uh, that getting on and off of Air Force Two would probably in some ways be easier than getting on and off a commercial airliner. I mean, That's what I'm saying. And I'm not accusing him of him doing it, but it's very easy to be done, and he's been into them. So that's the question I've got. It's always a question. Nobody's brought it up, but it's very possible that he made millions because nobody go check his bags. You know that. Well, now, Even that, if, they that knew it was. if he did so as a as a, a drug dealer, I mean, that's an interesting speculation, Earl. <laughs> Good heavens. <laughs> I well, mean, that's, it's, it's, that's it's monumental. It, it is very hypothetical. hypothetical. I would agree. I Very yeah, hypothetical. I, I agree. It. But, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, again, it, I mean, you look at what all Hunter Biden has done under the influence of drugs. I mean, he's been a hardcore addict, and he's done some really stupid things. Uh, uh, to say that he wouldn't do it, it would be hard to say that he wouldn't. To say that he he would get caught, I, I really don't know. I mean, honestly, thanks for your thoughts, though. Let's go to Richard in Greenville. Hi, Richard. Or put another way, hello, Richard in Greenville. Hey, Mr. Bohan. appreciate you taking my call. Yes, sir. Um, you uh, made a comment that uh, 60 million votes have been counted. Of course, this no, no, no. I, if I said counted, I, I, I should have said cast. It's like 50, it's like 58 million now. Now, ideally, of course, there is someone who is counting and and locking away the results where nobody can get to them. But I, uh, I don't think that's the way it works. But no, if I said if I said counted, I meant 60, uh, close to 60 million. The last figure I saw was like 59 or something, uh, votes cast, yeah. Right, because that, what you, even what you said, yeah. I think, it's been, with what's happened this year, if they are counted, then somebody knows where people, you know, where the candidates stand, and I'm sure that's uh, even another uh, aspect of uh, uh, voter fraud that we'll probably see. So uh, yeah. I just wanted to... You, you never yeah, know. Uh, good good point. If, yeah. Generally, the... The absentee, I believe, are, are counted uh, for, on the day of election, or is it either first or last. I can't remember which one it is. But last is I, my general understanding. Yeah, yeah I think it's last. Uh, and uh, Which is but, wrong. They ought to be counted first early in the day right. when there aren't a lot to count. I mean, th- that's the way you ought to deal with all of these, that the, that is that on election day, all of these votes, and granted, you, you won't be able to find enough people to get them all counted, but you should get started earlier in the day. So that by the time the first returns start coming in that evening, you've got a lot of this initial vote already counted. That's how they ought to do it. I'm not sure that they do it that way. I just don't know. Right, right. No, I just wanted to. Uh, yeah. Some people thinking that uh, you know votes have already been counted. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. Well, I don't need to go. I don't need to go vote. And, no, we need everybody to vote. So. Every oh everybody everybody vote. And if I said counted. Uh, Wash my mouth out with soap. Sorry about that. <laughs> no big deal. Close to 60 million votes cast so far. There, yes. there you go. Thank okay. you, Richard. Appreciate Thank it, you. sir. All righty. It's uh, now uh, six minutes before 4 p.m. Uh, this is Jimmy and Easley. Hi, Jimmy. Hey, Bob. Did you used to have a show after 12 o'clock? Now, first of all, you know, you're talking, you're talking to Jim, not Bob, right? No, Jim Bohan. Didn't you used to have? Yes, a that's me. That's, uh, I I uh, have I have a night job. Yes, that that is uh, an, another 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 show that I do. The other show that you should be most concerned about, I guess, with me, is Sunday evenings from eight till ten p.m. 
where they have yeah. a Best of Bohannon show now at 106.3. That's a pretty good show, if I do say so myself. But, yeah, I've worked okay. at night for many years. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, get to my point is uh, we've got to worry more about domestic interference than we have uh, interference from overseas because the media, they they make up stuff. They try to they actually try to kick Trump or any Republican, and, and then they, they won't let them give an answer. They, it's like they are president themselves or a senator. They always give the answer. They're arguing with our politicians. They, they don't do that to the Democrats. Twitter, Twitter, uh, Facebook, you say the wrong thing over there, they'll chuck your head off in a minute because I done been suspended three times. And I never, I never said anything nasty or mean. I just said, but I tell you one thing I got suspended for is I, I said, reason I can't vote Democratic, I don't believe in abortion, and I don't believe in socialism, and I don't believe that Facebook and Twitter ought to be deciding whose side they're on. I got suspended for two weeks for that. I, I am somehow not surprised, and I, I'm sorry to say that uh, that I am I am not surprised. Uh, and again, uh, yes, I have a Twitter account. If anybody out there wants to try and censor me, feel free. I mean, goodness knows, bigger names than uh, than uh, yours or mine have been censored. So absolutely, thanks, Jimmy. Uh, appreciate uh, you sharing that. Yeah, uh, that that is a real problem. I know that there are some very good people who are working on this on Capitol Hill. Uh, namely uh, Josh Hawley, senator from Missouri, Tom Cotton, senator from Arkansas, are both working on holding social media to account. Uh, in the meantime, you know, in, in lieu of, of Twitter, you might consider Parler, P-A-R-L-E-R. Look into that, Parler. This is Jim Bohannon for Bob McLean. It's 106.3 WORD, the Upstate's talk station. The Ingalls Advantage talk line is 1-800-347-1063. And our Common Sense Retirement Planning text line, 71307. We'll check out what you texters are having to say here in just a moment as we now approach three minutes before 4 p.m. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 